Galatians chapter 2, and with verse number, start with verse number 7 through 10, and I'm only going to give you verse number 10. Galatians chapter 2. When you read verse 7 through 10 like we did last week, Paul told us his vision, his ministry. So in verse number uh, 10, uh, well, in verse 9, let's back up. So uh, what God had done with, with uh, Peter, he has done the same thing with Paul, but they ministry, Peter's ministry was to the Jews, Paul's ministry was to the Gentiles. All right, so here he says, and when James, in verse 9, when James and Peter and John, remember those are the three guys that God is using in ministry, and they also have books written that we have a new covenant. Peter, James, and John. All right, so when God, when, when they saw, the Bible says, uh, who seemed to be pillars, when they perceived the grace of God that was given to me, so we know what God gave Paul. They gave me and Barnabas the right hand of fellowship that we should go to the heathen and they to the circumcision. Here's the verse that we did with last week. Only they would that we should also, I'm sorry, remember the poor. So that's what we talked about last week. Say that with me. Remember the poor. All right. That is what we talked about last week. Paul, and, and he said, the same which I also was forward to do. All right, so that's what they said there. Don't forget that in your ministry, you'll make sure you remember the poor. Everything else you're saying is okay. Just remember the poor. All right. Now, and they said they also was also going to do that. All right. Now, we talked about that last week. You need to get that because I kind of feel like that was a kind of climax in the spirit realm uh, for this ministry that we don't forget all the things we got to do. We don't want to forget the people that God sent us to help. So when, when God giving you something, you got to know why he's giving it to you. You know, uh, like Paul last week, Paul was taking up funds, finances for his ministry. People f gives to this church. So why, why are people giving to this church? Why are you giving your offering? One of the things you're doing is helping the poor. So you have to understand there's a poor in the spirit, and then there's a poor naturally. Everybody understand that's, that's how it is. There are some people, uh, anywhere you go, you're helping the poor. And you may say, we don't have any poor people here. Well, you don't know that. Amen. But the bottom line is that that's why you come to church. That's why you support a ministry because of the outlet, what it's doing for the community. All right. See, God did not tell us to go to another country. He told us in Acts chapter 26 and uh, verse 18, he told us what to do. Open the eyes of the blind. Well, we are doing that, but they're blind spiritually. See, people are in religion and tradition of men, so they're blind. And we were there. We used to be there. But we have to understand that God opened my eyes. All right? God opened my eyes. All right? Acts chapter number uh, 26. God did the same thing. God opened our eyes. He turned us from darkness to light. He turned us from the power of Satan to God because we were ignorant too. 
And now we have received the forgiveness of sins. Now we are receiving our inheritance. So that's our understanding what we're supposed to do. All right. That's what we're supposed to do. God did that for us. So you can't do that for nobody else if the word has not done that for you. All right. So I'm going to go to my message today. Let's go to 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 4 and verse 15. That's going to be our message. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 2 Corinthians chapter number 4. Somebody said, thank you, Lord Jesus. Yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that's what I like to hear in this church. Every now and then, something God has shown you, uh, revealed to you in the word, and that's how you do it. See, religion does the opposite. Religion just sits there and says something, but it doesn't say nothing. The dead words. But it's nothing wrong with saying, thank you, Lord Jesus. There's nothing wrong with that because... I'm talking about when God says something and you've been edified. You're just thanking the Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, now you don't have to say it so everybody in the church hit you. You know, that's kind of thing. Now it makes it. Yeah. All right. But you, you, you're free in here. I just want you to be free, but I want you to be real. All right. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 15. Are you there? All right, be, feel free to read because there one, one of these teachings I'm going to probably have to do on the word read. <laughs> There's a lot that I got to teach when you're talking about Paul ministry. All right, and he's going to show, one of the things he said to the Timothy is make sure you read. And most people do not understand they got to they gotta get instrumental in reading. You got to learn how to hear your own self read. You know what I mean? I have to, I listen to my own tapes. Every week, when, my, when those messages come on, they're already on, I listen to them on Facebook, I go and listen at them on the podcast because I want to hear and how to spiritually correct myself. And then I'll be able to say, I should have did this longer. I should not have messed with that. See, that's what I have to do to myself, all right? Because I, I don't mind about you doing it, but you may not know what I should have done more. So when I listen to the word, the Holy Ghost will say you, should have, you, you didn't need that in that message. You didn't need to bother that. Uh, you need to do more of this. That's what the Lord does to me. All right. Now, my wife and I, we do this to one another. And it's, it's edification. I mean, you got to be good to be, receive the edification too, though. All right. 2 Corinthians 4, 15 is our subject. Are you there? Let's read it. For all things are for your sake. Say it again. For all things are for your sake. You got to understand that everything God has done in the new covenant is for our sake. Say that with me. All things are for our sake. Say everything is for your sake. Right. And that's what you got to understand. Everything God has done. Now, once again, the dispensation of grace is already done. Let me say it again. This is what you got to understand. If you don't do that, you have not repented. What I mean by that, you not, have not changed your mind. You have not flipped, flipped over the calendar. You haven't flipped the calendar. The calendar could still be on 22. 2022. You got to flip the calendar. Uh, and, and now your calendar should say 2023. Everybody understand that? So if you might still have the, the, law, the law sign up. 
need to flip over to the grace side. Because if it's law, it's works. That means you're still trying to get it done. And most people do not understand it's happening in their life every day. And they don't know it. They're still asking God to do it. Instead of changing their prayer and thanking God for doing it. See, that's what I want from you. I want you to understand that you got to understand grace. Grace is on this side of the cross, if I can say that. We're not on that side of the cross where you had the Peter, James, and John. So everything was natural. That was the kingdom of God. But over here, you got the revelation of the kingdom. You got the manifestation of the kingdom. You see, you got the fullness of the kingdom over here. Over here, it was types and shadow. So you got to understand what you are still asking God to do over here. On this side of the cross, let me give you my sermon. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, I'm sorry, chapter 4 and verse 15 says, For all things are your, for your sake, all things, watch this, are for your sake. That the abundant grace, remember, all things are for your sake, that the abundant grace might, through the, re, through the thank, the, thank giving of many, redound to the glory of God. All things, say it, you, you have to read it, you have to say it. That's what I'm trying to get you to do, to say it. Don't just get used to me saying it to you. You got to start saying it yourself. See, that's what ministry of the word is. That's why I say to you, don't just sit up in the church and just sit there and go, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, what? Come on, read. For all things are for your sake, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. All right, now that's going to be your subject. But that's a, on a, that word there, abundant grace. Because that's what we're talking about today. Say it loud, abundant grace. Abundant How many know what abundant is? It's abundant, right? All right, abundant grace. Now this is what we're going to be talking about today. Now, he just got through saying all things are yours. Now I want to go to uh, the NLT and we're going to read that same verse if we can do that now in 2 Corinthians 4.15. Remember last week we talked on Corinth and we told you God love a cheerful giver. And we also told you why people don't have. So I'm just reiterating the thing. You got to understand why people don't have. First of all, number one, they don't have Christ. They think they have Christ, but they don't. So I'm showing you why people don't have. See, you don't, you, you, if you had Christ, then you would have. Because everything God put for your life is in Christ. See, that's why Jesus told his disciples in Matthew 6, He said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and watch this, and all these other things shall be added to you. So if the thing was not added to them... <laughs> They hadn't found the kingdom. Well, now the kingdom has already been revealed, and that's Christ. So if you have Christ living in you, you have all things. That's what he's talking about, all things are yours. All right. Now, in 2 Corinthians chapter number 
Yeah, we're going to read that one verse out of NLT. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse number 15. Verse number 13, we're going to bag up for you get the complete. Let's bag it at verse 13. 2 Corinthians 4, 13. But we continue to preach because we have the same kind of faith. We continue to preach because we have the same kind one. You know, we got people who cut it down every Sunday. Week. Cut it back up for us. 2 Corinthians chapter number 4 and verse 13. But we continue to preach because we have the same kind of faith. Say that with me. We have the same kind of faith. All right. We have the same kind of faith. Say that with me. We have the same kind of faith. All right. Really what it means, you got the same faith. All right. We have the same kind of faith. The psalmist had when he said, I believe God. See, that's what the psalmist says. I believe God, and so I spoke of. Now, we have the same. Then in verse number 14 says, we know that God who raised the Lord Jesus from the dead will also raise us up when Jesus, put that. remember they were waiting for Christ, when Jesus present us to himself together with you. Those people's actually waiting on the Lord. All right, 2,000 years ago. And then it says, all of this is for your sake. All of this is for your benefit. See it, all of this is for your benefit. And then it said, and as God's grace reaches more and more people, there will be great thanksgiving. Somebody say great thanksgiving. See that, <coughs> excuse me. That's why we must understand we need to be giving God great thanksgiving. Somebody say amen. amen. That's why I want you to change, change your mind. See, it used to be in the old school, we was in religion, we just sit in the church and we say, yeah, 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 yeah. And we never say, yeah, to what? And we could have used all that energy to say, thank you, Lord. Ain't that right? So you gotta, you gotta, you gotta change, you gotta learn how to change. I'm just showing you how to change because I was there. Everything I'm telling you, I've been through. And God showed me, he said, that energy you're using just to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just say thank you, thank you, because that's what God wants from you, is thanksgiving. Let me read that verse again. In verse number, in verse number 14, we know that God who raised our Lord Jesus Christ was also what we already did. That, that, that was them. He, they were waiting for Christ. But verse 15 says, all of this is for your benefit. And as God's grace reaches more and more people, there will be a great thanksgiving. That's what we're doing here with the cameras. That's why we're on Facebook. That's why we're on podcast. That's why we have our own dual faith podcast. And then it says, there will be a great thanksgiving and God will receive more and more glory. Come on, clap your hand, because that's exactly what we want to do. We want to give God more glory. More glory. That is exactly what we want to do. All right. Back to the King James. I just wanted you to hear that, because that's what we're doing here. We're giving God glory. But when we get the word out and people now receiving the word, 
God is getting more glory. God is being glorified. And that's what we want to happen. That's what Paul was doing. This is the fire of the spirit that was in Paul's life, seeing the Gentiles get the word. People who used to worship dumb idols and images and stone and bricks and trees. Now they're worshiping the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They are worshiping the invisible God. They are worshiping the only true God. I don't think you all understand. We, listen, listen, it's, it's, it's good to know. That, that's one of the songs that we sing here. Good to know Jesus. But my point is, not everybody knows the true and the living God. Not everybody worship the true and the living God. There are other religions they are worshiping, they're not saying, worshiping the same God you, are, you have. Listen, the God you worshiping, you are not a slave to. You are not doing this because you think you're going to be punished. You're not doing this because you think something's going to happen to you. See, you're doing this because he's Abba. And we, we're going to show you that word when I go back and show you the word Abraham. I don't know what them, God going to let me do that, but Abraham is the fullness of the Godhead. But you have to be able to know the, the Hebrew alphabet. So I'm going to give you a, a chance so whenever I get to it one day, you read Psalm 119, okay? One day I get there, I'm going to be able to teach you Psalm 119. Psalms 119. Because that is all of, all of those little words you see over every eight verses, there's a word. And so that's why you have 176 verses in the book, in the book of Psalms, Psalm 119. And every one is divided into eight verses. But they're the Hebrew alphabet. And there are 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet. Quickly, how many is in your alphabet? 26, thank you. Write that down, you know. There are 26 alphabets in the English version, in the English language. 26 alphabet, A to Z, right? Well, in the Hebrew, there's only 22. And one of those letters means Abraham. Maybe I get a chance to show you that in one of my teachers. Maybe today, I don't know. But Abraham is broken down into three words. Abe, bruh, and ham. And those three words means Father, Son, Holy Spirit. So now you know why God changed his name. Come on, clap your hand. Because when, God, when he started out, who was he when he first started out? Abram. He did not have the Holy Spirit. <laughs> so if you understand what I just said, he did not have the Holy Spirit. He had a son. And God's going to give him a son, but he had to get to the bra. Because the son was going to be bra. And once he had the Holy Spirit, he had ham. So that's why he had Abraham. Those are three words, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. All right, just clap your hand. Thank the Lord for that.
But you, you, once you go study though, we'll talk about it one day. That's in my future. One day I'm going to tell you about that. So I'm going to give you a heads up. All right. Those words in there mean something. Every one of those alphabets. Okay. All right. That's, that's done. I got to get back to this message right here. And we're talking about the day abundant grace. All right. So let's go and show you the Apostle Paul ministry. And you have to understand not just grace. What kind of grace are we talking about? Abundant grace. Say it out loud. Abundant grace. Now, this is what God has given you, but you got to receive it. See, a lot of people think they have received it. It's not like it's a one-day thing, a one-time thing. And we're going to show you how to receive it. Woo. All things, I haven't got off 2 Corinthians, I, got, I have not got off 2 Corinthians yet. 4.15. All things are mine. Whew. Now you have enlarged your vision. Now you're seeing like God sees. Isn't that how God sees? God sits back and he looks at everything he has made and he says, very good, all oh, this is mine. You know how Christ sees things? Everything he created, it was for his purpose. It all belonged to him. See, he's trying to get you to see like the Father. See, not just limit yourself. All things are yours. And not only that, that's why Paul going to give you 2 Corinthians, I'm not 2 Corinthians, but Philippians 4.13. I'm not going to that, you can put it down. Because it says, I can do. All things, right? Isn't that something? How many know what that verse says? I all I heard I can do all things through through Christ with so we know who strengthens us. That's why you gotta hear the word. Because this is how he strengthens you. He strengthens you with the word. Because the word is the power. Ain't that right? All right. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 15. All things are for your sake. That the abundant grace might, through the uh, thanksgiving of many, redound. That the abundant grace redound to the glory of God. And that's what we want in the happiness house. We want so many people to be on our Facebook in a 9 and 11 o'clock service until it shut it down. They won't be able to keep up. People will be giving thanks to God for the word that they are receiving from this house. But I believe it has to first start in here. We got to understand in here the opportunity we have. See, I said this always to the people of this generation, the young children, especially if you're in a situation where you had to be raised, you don't have your parent, you're raised by somebody else. So everything's been later for you. I don't think people realize that. So I'm letting you know that. Say, for example, you was adopted. Because that's really what we're talking about, right? 
he, uh, when, when, when you've been adopted, see, y'all got to understand how you got the grace. Mm. When you've been adopted, see, just say, for example, you got somebody, they're really not your children, but you raising them, and somebody else brought them into the world, but you adopted them. Now, guess what happened because they have been adopted. Now, naturally, this system would make sure that you get everything you need if you know how to get it. Now, for our young people graduating from high school, they will give you a free college education and a room on campus if you just go get it. And yet people who got that ability, uh, well, I'm going to do it. No, no, no. You have a spirit of slothfulness, lazy, and you don't know your future. See, you're only going to have one opportunity to get your future, and then you'll get up to be my age, nobody wants you to want to hire. See, you're young now. You got this opportunity, and this door is open for you. And you, all you got to need to do is receive it. See, that's what the grace is about. A lot of folks got it, but they won't receive it. That's what happened. Then they end up, after they have... Uh, messing around, young lady, she got this opportunity, she messed around, and all of a sudden she got a baby. Then she got two babies. Now I want to go back to college and get my education. Who's going to take care of your baby? She got that opportunity right now. You don't have to graduate with a baby or two. You just go and go to school, finish school, and then go on and get your degree and get your education and learn how to be independent. And once you are independent and you got a job and you know about what goes on, then you can find somebody else who's independent, who got a job, who got something going on. That's how you live your life. Don't make the same mistake others made going into a relationship where you're already carrying baggage and you got people want to run. Away from you, not to you. Hallelujah. Like I say, I feel all right. I thank the Lord for his grace, brother. I'm here to help you. You got to get opportunity. Opportunity is like somebody knocking at your door, telling you I got something for you, and there you are. Well, I want to do something else right now. Hmm. That's right. All right, now let's go on. And that's why so many people miss the opportunity in life. And that's what you got to understand. Don't let opportunity pass you. Opportunity is just like a big circle. It just goes around finding somebody, goes around finding somebody. Oh, you qualify, you ready to do this? Yeah, okay. It keeps on going. You don't never know how long it'll be before it get back around to you. All I can do is keep telling you. If not, then I come and buy your burgers. Let's move on. All right. You had a chance to be the doctor. You had a chance to be the lawyer. You had a chance to be the next governor. You had a chance to be the next mayor. You had a chance to be the next president. See, people don't realize how, 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 
when you got the knowledge, God gave you what you needed. He already gave you what you needed. You have the ability to run the system. See, nobody can stop you. That's what happened with Daniel. They put, they put Daniel in the loud den, but they, they couldn't take away what God already gave him. And then when he got down in the dungeon, somebody needed to be ministered to. And know what they says? You don't need to be down here with us. You should be running the system. Well, you know, my brother threw me in here. But, you know, the Bible says until his word came. Until his word came. See, once your word comes, can't nobody stop you no more. Can't nobody stop that word. That word had come down in that dungeon and found that man and he realized God came to get you out. How? Because you have the wisdom. You have the knowledge. You got the understanding. And all of a sudden, you know what? Somebody had to go up upstairs on the ground out of the dungeon and say, man, you, you all got a problem here you can't solve. I'm going to tell you who can solve it. Daniel. Well, what Daniel? You got him locked up downstairs. He owed us selling burgers. Oh, you about to hear me. Joseph, he owed us selling burgers. Well, well, go get him. And the man found out how wise he really is. Oh, you should be running, you should be running my business. Because see, people don't realize who they are. My job is to tell you I'm your father. You are more than what folks said. You are better than what folks told you. Let me, let me walk a little bit. Daddy got to get up and walk a little bit. See, people told you you wasn't going to amount to much. You was, giving, you was giving away. Nobody wanted you. So you've been walking around with that mentality. I ain't much no way. They gave me away. I, I'm not much no way. But you don't realize a whole lot of folks are running companies who've been given away. You never underestimate when God has given people abundant grace. I don't care where you go. Can't take away the grace. I don't care what they do to you. They cannot stop the grace. They put Joseph in the dungeon, but they couldn't stop the grace on his life. Everybody passed up David because he smelled like sheep. He was a lover of sheep. But they didn't realize God had put something on him. And nobody could do the job. God wasn't hiring nobody else until David show up. They said, oh, what about this? one? no, 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 no. That guy, look how tall he is. Look how strong. I don't want that. I want that little boy out there. Find the boy with the grace on him. And they went out there and they said, here he is, boy. He said, you was a little, you were a young kid, but you're graced. God has put his spirit on you. And who I need to run my company, I, I got something man can't do. I need somebody who has the spirit on them. I need somebody who God has invested in. 
And you got to understand, man didn't know who you were. That's why they gave you away. Nobody knew who you were. Like I said, nobody would have had me here passing this church. I told you the other week, they had to come in a fire and get me out. That's why the hand is burned. That's why the face is burned. But you can't, you can't destroy what God going to do. It doesn't matter. When God going to use you, he going to use you anyway. Burn hand, burn face. He doesn't care about all that. Will you go? Will you obey? Will you go? Will you receive what God has for you to life? Look at somebody today and ask them, will you receive what God got for you? And all the enemy is trying to get you to do is not receive what God got for you. What, what he got for me, Pastor? Abundant grace. That's what he got for you. When you got abundant grace, it's not going to be your ability. By the grace of God, I am what I am. So you got to understand something. That's what people don't understand by pastor. How in the world he know all these messages every week? By the grace of God, I am what I am. I found out who my teacher is. He's the Holy Ghost. I was laying with my wife, never told her this. She might have felt this, felt him. I was in the bed with my wife, facing the east. Just, I know that just as plain. And when the Holy Spirit, when I said the Holy Spirit, it could be the angel. I'm not arguing on it because I don't know. But I know it's the Lord. Okay? And when he walked into my room, God is my witness. I know it as plain as I'm sitting here. When he walked into my bedroom, this is what he did. He doesn't do it one time. I can hear that knock. I don't care where I am. I can be with my wife and I tell her, the Lord just stepped in here. See, she don't know, but I know this. I don't care if it's 2 o'clock in the morning. At that time, it's probably 3, 2 or 3. And when he walked in my room, I just waited because I know he was coming. And all of a sudden, I can feel him just, the spirit just come right over us. And I just know he's here. Now, once he shows up like that, he's not, it's not like he just thinking of something to do, let me go down and say something. He already lives here. When he, when he revealing himself with his presence, he's doing something in your life. So that's why you need to just reverence him, just sit there and reverence him and thank, thank the Lord. You don't have to run your mouth. You have to, if you got a TV on, cut it off because you don't need it. He want to speak some in your spirit. Now you don't hear this, you don't hear this loud and clear. It just, it goes into your spirit. And later on you start thinking. No, you don't. So you have to know what God does when he, when he puts something in your, in your heart. He'll put it in your spirit and later on you think about it. Oh, that's right. Well, how did they get there? God imparted that in your heart. I'm talking about abundant grace. I'm still talking about abundant grace. See, you got to know abundant grace. 
Abundant grace means God had put somebody in your life to help you. See, y'all don't know. That's why I'm doing it. You don't know, you don't know abundant grace. Some of y'all got so much grace, you don't, you don't even know, recognize what it is, abundant grace. It's when God has put somebody in your life to help you. Let me give you a good example. I don't, I don't think my, my, my daughter mine, I saw Sandra there. I, I don't think she mine. Sandra, when she first got bought out, they bought a job out from the university, uh, not university, but uh, Michigan, the government, all right, in, in Lansing, the Romney building, big time. University of Michigan wanted her. Da da da. God takes us up, move her to the University of Michigan. I'm not gonna give you everything else because everything else is not your business. But anyway, she gets to the University of Michigan. She don't know anybody. So the woman says, "I want you to call this number, and they'll help you get everything set up." Sandy gets on the phone. Da 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 da. Hello. Everything you need, yeah, I'll take care of all that for you. Uh, you sound like somebody go to our church. You go to our church? Yeah. Who is you? What's your name? Oh, Jeffro, Jeffro Jones. <laughs> you, you know Jeffro Jones. Where what, what you at, Jeffro Jones? <laughs> See him at the door back there? That's Jeffro Jones. See, everything she needed, he, he said, I got it. I'll take care. So he got everything she needed set up. What computer she need, everything. That's Jeffro Jones back there. See, what grace does is already, favor is already waiting on you. Oh, I can't say it enough. When you got favor, son, favor's already there when you got there. See that man right there? He got that favor on him. See, you don't even know favor. This man just don't work. I'm in your business. I don't want to go too deep. But he, does, he doesn't just work at UAW. He runs the UAW. Young man. You got your own office? Do you hear what I'm saying? So you ever see the General Motors building downtown, look over, look over the next door, that's where his office. Don't, 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 don't hold back now. Because I'm talking about somebody else great. It, if, if you're going to ever get grace, you got to respect the grace on my life. You got to understand, I'm showing you how I get it. When somebody else is ex being exposed by God and God has put the grace on their life, you rejoice with them that rejoice. Because if you can't rejoice with me, you ain't ready for what God's going to do.
Now, you know this lady right here. I always talk about her, right? Sister Melanie. That's the other half of Mr. Hampton. That's Sister Melody. I'm sorry, Austin. Now, she works next door. I don't know if you, I'm saying this right. He's in the UAW beside the big building. Because God has graced him. Now, I'm not, you, when you're at the gym, when you're in the UAW building down there, you got to be up there. And his wife worked at General Motors how many years? Ten years. But God graced her. That grace kicked in. She went from working down here to working up there. How you get up there? It was that abundant grace. See, I could talk about a whole lot of folk in here. My homegirl over there from down, down the way with me. I won't tell her where she's from, but she got that grace on her. See, I'm, I'm telling you, you see people. And, and when God grace people, it's favor for you. If you know those people, I'm going somewhere today because I'm, I'm, I'm setting you up. Because when God put grace on those kind of people and they send them to this church, then they are grace for me. Otherwise, God sent them here to help me. They got the grace. You got to understand why you came here. God graces you and he sent you here to help me. And as you help me to do what God assigned me to do, God give more grace to you. Uh, see, you don't understand. You be want more grace, but grace ain't for you. Grace for service. Grace is for service. Grace ain't for you to sit in the corner and holler about I got more than anybody else. God gave you what he gave you so you can help me. And people don't realize that. See, I can come to AC. I can come to AC anytime I want. That's my daughter. She don't mind about me coming over there. But God has blessed her. He has graced her. But she'll service. She'll serve. So you watch people, you watch people who God, that grace is operating on their life, they'll serve. Don't forget what the grace is for. And God will give you more if you serve more. I was talking about Brother Jeff. I get back to my message. Every Sunday morning, he comes to my office. See, those are my two boys at the door. Those are my oldest sons. When I say oldest sons, they are my oldest sons. They're just like my own sons. And both of them are older than I am now. But they like my sons. Every Sunday morning, that brother come to my office, Brother Jeff, and hand me an envelope. And says, I see you're giving offerings to children every Sunday. This is something you like doing. He didn't say that, but that's what he said. 
I want to help. I see you doing this. I want to help you. So every Sunday he comes at my office and hand me an envelope. Now this, this man tithes every week. Never miss a week. Never. I don't think I would never, never know to miss a week. He's a cheerful giver. Somebody give him a big, he's a cheerful giver. And see, when you become a cheerful giver, all grace abound on you. Let, let me tell you what, let me tell you what I'm going to be talking about in this message. In this message, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, when I, when I get there, what it says, and I didn't name my message this, but it's two other words I, I was contemplating which one of these to use, and God told me to use abundant grace. But the other thing he wanted me to use was the seven blessings of favor. You ought to write that down. Because, see, that's what, that's what God put on you. When you have abundant grace, you have the seven I-wills of God manifesting in your life. That's why the man said, no weapon formed against me can prosper. Every tongue rises against me in judgment, God condemns it. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their righteousnesses of me, said the Lord. And that's why you got to understand, once you are God's child and you're, you're, God's, you're operating in the, in the covenant, I'm going to show you a lot of people not operating in it. A lot of people haven't received it. They don't know how it even works. And that's why God showed me, you got to know the laws, the laws. And people just take it for granted. I'm already there. I've been in church. You don't know. You don't, sit down. So you got to understand something. There's the law of Moses. There's the law of Christ. See, those people had to keep the law. They had to know what it was. They had to keep the law of Moses. They had to keep the law of Christ with their seven laws. I'm not even done. So when you get to places like Romans chapter 8, there's the law of the spirit of life. And then there's the law of work. There's a law of death. There's a law of sin. There's a law of faith. See, you have to understand thing, what it means by the law of something. It's like gravity in the natural. There's a law of gravity. It doesn't change because you got up on the top roof. The law of gravity works the same. So you can get up there and you can say, I believe I can fly. I believe I can touch the sky. You jump off the roof, you're going down. Why? Because of the law of gravity. When the spirit realm, things are laws. And you got to know how they work. Second Corinthians chapter number 4 and verse 5, I haven't gotten away from that. All things are for your sake. I can't say it enough. The abundant grace is for you. But you got to receive it. You can't just act like I already got it. You will never get to where God wants you at spiritually because you think you're already there. 
that just like a, just, just like a person who have uh, a high school education and they think they have arrived. Well, there are people who want to hire you and he wants you to have, when, he, when you go to him, he wants you to have a different kind of degree. Well, you thought your high school education was enough, but it wasn't. As a matter of fact, you can't even get in the military except you have an associate degree. During my time, it were. You had to have a social degree. I went down to put in for being a police officer. He said, well, do you have at least a social degree? I said, yeah. He said, okay, you can fill out the application. You don't have it, you can't fill out the application now. See, this is what happened to you. Opportunity is always present, but people wait. You can't wait when opportunity knocks. When they hired you at this place, if you had awaited, you think you'd be sitting there now in your office? No. He missed out. That's what he'd be sitting there saying. Man. <laughs> I missed out on my opportunity. When things come looking for you, you better be ready. That's what it means by goodness and mercy. God releases them in the earth. And they looking for somebody. And I believe it's me. I don't know about you, but I believe it's me. That's how you got to think. And I'll be ready when it comes. And that opportunity to knock on my door, I'm going to say, yes, present. You got the right person. That's just like when somebody come in your door and say, you have won $5,000 for every week of your life, for the rest of your life. Are you, the, are you the right person? Yes. Yeah, that's me. That's who I am. How many hear what I'm saying? See, that's what you got to understand. You got to be ready. You got to be knowing that something's about to happen. I'm talking about the Holy Ghost. He gives you expectation. He's about to do something in your life. Are you ready for it? Let's go to Romans 5, 17. See, people think they have arrived. See, some people think this ministry is finished. This ministry ain't finished. <laughs> Lord Jesus. So you don't see what this minister's going to be doing. I, I saw it when he was in the basement. That's why God sent you here to help me. Now everybody God sent to help you don't stay with you forever. So y'all, you, you got to learn that. There are people going to be with you for a while and they're going to leave you. Don't get mad. They were only with you for a while. But the, God accomplished the purpose of your life at that time. You got to see that in your everyday life. There are some people with you for the long haul. There are some people who will never leave you. <laughs> Praise God. But you got to know, and don't get mad with people, everybody is not with you to stay all their lives. And you got to learn how to adjust. Is everybody listening to what I'm saying? Yeah. And you got to learn how to handle that. That's why God gave you the faith and the grace. So Romans chapter 5, verse 17. 
I did get two verses out of this, didn't I? <laughs> Romans chapter 5, verse 17. If by one man our offense, death reigned by, by one, much more, much more, come, you got to be able to receive it because I got much more for you. They was received. See, that's how it is. This is why so many people don't have it. See, some of you could have been living in your new homes. You didn't take the opportunity. God brought the interest rate all the way down until it was, as a matter of fact, I could reach it. <laughs> you got to know why God brought the interest rate down so you can refinance your house. Or you can buy your house. That was opportunity. See, we don't know opportunity when we hear it. See, I said this to my, my children. Go buy your house. I can't afford no house right now. I said, I know you can't, but go get it now. Both of my children, Sandra and Josh, that's what they did. And they got the low interest rate. Now they're both on their own home. You got to know, know what to do and when to do it. You got to know when God brings interest rate down to 1% or 2%, he is saying, hey, I got it down for you. You've been saying you're going to refinance your house. This is it. I told my wife, I said, honey, this is it. See, you have to know when it's time. And then you go save $500 a month. See, that's what they were going to be making off you next month. See, you got to know when to do what. And that's what the abundant grace for. Come on, somebody thank God for the abundant grace. See, you got to be able to receive it. I'm here to make sure you get what God has for your life, and it is called the abundant grace. Everybody don't want to receive it. So many people are saying, oh, I'm all right, Reverend. Who I am, Reverend? I'm okay, Reverend. Okay, that's okay. You, you okay. You got what God, you think God had for you. That's all right. But I think God has more. Much more. I said much more. But the Bible said you got to receive it. They was receive abundant of grace and the gift of righteousness. Share rain. Share rain. And that's what it's about in my life. I'm not done. See, I have another phase in my life. I'm not done. I got to know what I'm doing. I'm not up here just playing game with you. I have a vision from God. And God has shown me about his abundant grace. And how it's going to affect the people in this ministry and others who listen and support this ministry if they will receive it. See, there are some people who are never going to have a house. They are never going to have a job. They are never going to go anywhere. They ne that, that's, that's that never, never crowd. But then you turn this way. There are some people just not satisfied with working General Motors. 
They want to be on the top of General Motors. They want to run the company. There's not enough. There's, there's some folks don't want to be just at UAW. They want to run the UAW. So you have to know what, where you, what, what you have, what, what you want to do. The grace is for the people who wants to work at the top floor. See, my sister over there, she know what I'm talking about. Y'all be seeing her drive all these different things, but she worked on the top floor. She ran the business. That's my sister, homegirl, I call her. Am I telling them right, sister? But what God had done in your life prepared you for your future. Am I right? And that's what he's doing. What God did in your life, he's preparing you for your future. What God puts you, my sister, he's preparing you for your future. So when you get my age, you don't have to be worried about what's going on. Come on, clap your hand. I'm going to stop right there. Come on, get up on your feet. Don't think I don't have work. I got a lot of work. I just want to make sure you get it. I want to make sure you receive what God has done for you. Somebody say, abundant grace. grace. All you have to do to receive it. You don't have to do anything, just receive it. When the word of God brings it forward, like he did this morning, you were here. You could have been somewhere else. But God made sure you was here. Why? Because he wants you to receive it. You're, you're, listening, you're listening on television. You're on podcast. What did God want you to do? He wants you now to receive it. How do you receive it? Just open up yourself and say, Lord, thank you for what you have done for me. Thank you for what you have given me. Thank you. I receive it right now. All the things you got for me in my future, I thank you for them right now. I don't see them right now. I don't know anything about it, but I thank you for it right now. When God gave you I'm not, I'm not going to say give because you just received it. When God gave you his abundant grace, he gave you his abundant favor. He gave you the seven blessings of favor. But that's not all. It was so you could always have. Come on, say, Thank God I would always have. Yes, if you read the verse again, it'll tell you, always having, always having, all sufficiency. I would always have, I would always have. Oh, that's good news. That's good news. So you don't have to worry about it, sister. <laughs> You're going to always have. You're looking at them kids and wonder how, what, how I'm going to take care of them, how I'm going to get them into college. Listen, that's what the grace is for. You're going to always have. Watch this. All sufficiency in all things unto every good work to be able to do everything you got to do. 
Now clap your hand and receive it. First Corinthians chapter 15, the first thing you got to do is receive God's way of salvation. See there, faith is a law. You can't get faith by doing other stuff. Faith only going to come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I'm preaching to you the gospel of Christ. That's how you get the faith. Faith is a spirit. 2 Corinthians 4, 13, receiving the spirit of faith. When you believe the word of God, you receive the spirit of faith. Now, the spirit of faith is so you can get everything else God has. It's a spiritual law called the law of faith. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, the first thing you got to do is receive his son. And the way you receive his son is to believe what his son has already done for you. Not what his son going to do. What he has done. Grace is what he has done. We do not live in a dispensation where we're waiting for God to do something. That's the prophecy. That's Old Testament. You are in a dispensation where you believe what God has already done. Favor is already waiting on you to receive it. First Corinthians 15, over brothers, I declare to you the gospel which I preached past then unto you, which also you have received. Wherein you stand by which also you are. Say everything is past tense. If you keep in memory, that's what you got to do. Keep in memory what I preach unto you unless you believe in vain. You got to believe. You got to believe it's already been given you. You got to believe it's already done. I delivered unto you first of all. Everything is past tense. I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received past tense. How that Christ died for our sins according to the scripture. See, he's already done it. And that he was buried, past that, and that he was raised again the third day from the dead. Already been done. The work has already been done. Christ has already died, he's already been buried, and God already raised him from the dead. It's already been done. Will you receive it now? Now I thank God that you have received his salvation. My time is up. I thank you for yours. And the door of faith is open under you Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org. 